Uh, okay. Oh, that also means we lost our dad. Yep, that's gone. Yep. Do we, do would you like to do it again so we can get You just did it, so I'm just going to use that. the emotions are hit. Welcome to Star Wars Month, everybody. This is Pour Some Lore, and uh, it's also our first Lost episode. Yeah, welcome to it. But first, before we get there, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe, and make sure to share it to a friend. That's how we grow, and we really need to grow. So if you could help and send it over to any friends, family, relatives, your dog, send it on the dog, wrap the USB inside like a dog collar send that dog over to a neighbor's house then they'll get the usb that would be perfect we'd appreciate it <laughs> make sure you get your dog back though yeah that's also important make sure your dog's trained for this we are not responsible for any dogs that uh, get petted too much <laughs> but like we said we're doing star wars month uh which is going to be really exciting to do uh, we've already recorded this episode but we liked it so much we want to record it again Precisely. We didn't just randomly lose the audio. It didn't happen. Didn't happen. (laughs) Instead, we're going to record this episode again and cover some of the species in the Star Wars universe. We're going to cover what we already did not too long ago, but they were really good species. We we did take some, I think, out that we're not going to do just because they were kind of meh. So we're just going to... Let you hear the ones that we really liked. Precisely. And I think we should start off with a species that everybody knows, the Jawas. Good choice. So, as you know, the Jawas are the robed little guys uh, on Tatooine, the little scavengers. They are a pygmy rodent-like race inhabiting the desert planet of Tatooine. Uh, they're usually 1 to 1.5 meters, or for you Americans, that's me too. <laughs> I'm smart. <laughs> uh, 3 foot 3 inches to 4 foot 11 inches tall. So, they can be, like, decent height. Yeah, like, surprisingly so. Uh, like, those Star Wars figures, when I grew up, they, did, they were just all, like, about, like, when you got a Jawa figure, they were, like, half the size of a normal figure. So considering, like, that just must mean everyone's, like, seven foot tall. Yeah, they're all the size of Peppa Pig. I still hate you. (laughs) I hate you. (laughs) Uh, The Jawas work as scavengers and tinkerers, picking up discarded or broken machinery and fixing it up for sale. Uh, Being bald and pale... They're entirely covered in red or brown cloaks, and their glowing red eyes are the only body parts visible. Who knew that they were bald and pale? Yeah, I don't know who took the time to, like, get all up in their bugs and just go like, Hey, you bald or pale? (laughs) (laughs) They ask those specific questions. (laughs) Yeah, it's just in, like, the the checkoff list for, like, new species. Are you bald or pale? (laughs) Both. 
Well, <laughs> you must be the most advanced civilization we've ever met. Uh, so for transport in the desert world, they use long abandoned mining sand crawlers. That's right. They didn't build them. They found them. That's actually pretty cool. Not going to lie. Uh, I always thought they were built by them. Yeah, so did I. But uh, sand crawlers were originally constructed in Corellia for the purpose of serving as ore haulers during during mining operations. And many were brought to Tatooine when it was first settled as a mining colony. When the mining industry collapsed, they were abandoned and the native Jawa took them over. So that's pretty cool. We all know that economy crash, right? <laughs> Man, you know, especially the mining industry. It's Oof. it's rough. Uh, salutes <laughs> salutes uh wow the sand crawlers can house a family unit as well as store cargo that they have collected on their journeys and uh jawas actually actually belong to clans which i didn't realize they were that like group was called a clan yeah i i would not have i don't guess i know really what a group of rodents would be called anyway. So Elvis is new to me. Uh, I mean, one group of rodents is called a rat king. Is that actually? Dude, do you not know what a rat king is? No, what? Oh, <laughs> it's nasty. That sounds it's, way more than I'm ready for. It's when a bunch of rats get their tails like so tangled and tied together that they just like they can't ever get apart. And so it's just oh. this like circle of rats that travel as one. I hate this. What? <laughs> that sounds way more than I was ever ready to have in my knowledge banks. It's horrible. I can't remember where I learned the term rat king, but I looked it up and it gives you an image and it's just terrifyingly nasty. Oh, <laughs> oh. Well, that's new. <laughs> yeah, uh, rat kings are awful. Oh, boy. <laughs> so Jawas belong to clans. Um, they're not rat kings. Thank God. Um, half of a Jawa clan works in the Sandcrawler, while the other half lives in desert fortresses made from wrecked spaceships for protection against Tusken Raiders and Cryot Dragons. Uh, they also serve as a home for the rest of the Jawa clan, which stores the wealth gathered by the other family unit in the Sandcrawler. So that's pretty cool. I they mean, pimping. I never thought of Jawas like as living in the desert. I just always saw them as living in the Sandcrawler. Yeah, I, I kind of thought maybe a little bit with the R2-D2. Maybe mm-hmm. thought that ambush was actually part of their living situation. But I guess maybe it wasn't in the entire time. Yeah, who knows? It could have been like their little living base or maybe they saw him coming up over the horizon and were like, let's ambush that guy. Let's get him. <laughs> <laughs> See that guy? Get him. That's free real estate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <teeny. laughs> Um. So yeah, that's uh, that's Jawas. They also have been seen on other planets. Uh, they basically go wherever they can scavenge. That's just that's what they like to do. They board those freighters and go to the future. Copyright. <laughs> <laughs> what even is that? Oh, that's 
Star Melee. Fox. Isn't is that it Star, Star Fox? Fox? It is for, uh, where I normally hear Melee, but isn't it Star Fox? Is it Star Fox? I thought it was like the Smash Brothers main menu. Whatever. Who cares? It's not Star Wars, so we don't care. Yeah. Lame. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who do you think we should cover next? Should we cover the Bith or the Basilisk? Let's go with Basilisk. The Basilisk. All right. Uh, so the Basilisks are uh, giant serpents that live in the Chamber of Secrets. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they're both John Williams, close enough. Yeah, yeah, see? You just have to dodge the copyright like a master, like I do. <laughs> uh, actually, not apparently. Uh, we are very familiar with this race, believe it or not. Uh, they are, if you're familiar with the Clone Wars, not the animated show but the actual movie uh it is dex the uh reptilian looking dude in the diner yeah that obi-wan goes to visit and gets some uh good information from Mm -hmm. yeah tells you all about that dart yo dat dart dat dart dat dart and the Camino cloners. The Camuni or Camunian? How does he say it? Camunians. Insert the line right here. <laughs> what you got here is a Camino saber dart. Wow, we were wrong, but thank you. Yeah, thank they don't actually. That, CJ. They don't actually say. He doesn't actually say whatever. He just says Camino. Yeah, he's just like that's just straight from Camino. <laughs> yeah, but it's a saber dart. Yeah, that's the important part. Yeah, so it's like a lightsaber. I figured uh, having the voice in there would also help you recognize the character a little bit more, so you get that image in your brain. Yeah, for sure. So uh, about his race of Basilisks, uh, they're a race of four-armed humanoids from the icy planet of Ojam. Uh, though female Basilisks can have up to eight arms. <laughs> so That's many. That's insane. That beats General Grievous. <laughs> General Grievous be running. <laughs> I mean, he can only run so fast with his six limbs with the what is it? 10 limbs cuz it's eight arms and two legs, no chance. Yeah. Dude, I I would be fearful of this creature. <laughs> yeah, cuz like imagine like you're locked in a cave with an angry female basilisk. Dude, I'd be dead. <laughs> there ain't no defending against that. There's at least three hands to choke me out. <laughs> you would just die from fear before it even got to you. That sounds about right. I'm in a cave. That's not my natural habitat. <laughs> uh, so Basilisks actually evolved from large flightless avians, though they are often mistaken for reptilian species. Uh, they are bulky, fleshy beings able to survive for long periods without food or water. So they're like camels, four-armed, <laughs> fleshy camels. You know, it's it's a strange creature. It's not human, so... Uh, why, why are humans so lame? <laughs> you know, I don't know. Why so, can't I have four arms? Huh? I mean... Why can't I have a sack that can hold up water up to a certain period of time? You can. You just need That's to... That's actually called my... <laughs> it's just processed water <laughs> anyway <laughs> so <Come on>. uh, <laughs> uh 
<laughs> so basilisks tend to have a bony crest surrounded by short feathers and a wide mouth when el- with an elastic sack dangling from it. Uh, <laughs> uh, because of their size, they are often seen as gluttonous, though this is a misconception. Another misconception is that they are nervous or in poor shape because they sweat profusely, though this is in fact due to the normally freezing temperatures on their home planet. Uh, the wow. average basilisk stands approximately 1.8 meters tall. Their language consists of grunts, growls, and barks, and their written language has a simple alphabet and short words, although most can speak Galactic Basic or English. Or whatever language you listen into, but... Yeah. Whatever it is. Something that you can understand. Yeah. <laughs> the movies. Yep. Uh, although they have contributed very little to the galaxy in terms of resources and technology, they're sociable, gregarious, and keen-witted. And if you're thinking that Dex is the only Bessalisk we've seen, you are wrong. Actually, has appeared in the Clone Wars one episode as well. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert for Clone Wars. Uh, Jedi Master Pong Krell is a basilisk and he wields two double bladed lightsabers being real cool but also real Martini. Martini. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah he's not a great guy he uh leads two legions of clone troopers to unknowingly attack each other to try and prove himself to count dooku he's not a nice guy not worth our time. What scum? How dare you ruin the name of Dex? Yeah, really. Um, during the reign of the Galactic Empire, uh, Basilisks narrowly avoided slavery by calling in favors with various influential underworld connections. Uh, many are still working off their freedom, especially ones that were foolish or desperate enough to seek aid from the huts. Basilisks have also never sought official representation in the Galactic Senate, and generally seem content to go about their business and leave galactic affairs to politicians and bureaucrats of other species. I like that nomad life. I'm about it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So uh, for a character that just like randomly appeared in Attack of the Clones so long ago, and there's like never any other one except until the TV show, it's got like a decent history yeah and they they just fleshed out this race more than i would have thought yeah and it's really cool i like it i best not be finding the eight armed female coming at me anytime soon (laughs) you're just gonna be walking down the street one day and then all of a sudden it's just gonna like turn a corner and just jake i I found you the, the most scared scream i would ever have it, it, unless it's Mr. Mime, then I would be more scared. But an eight armed Mr. Mime, you best be understanding that I would become an insta ghost. <laughs> my ghost would leave my body and then also die. So my ghost has a ghost. I'm just picturing like a 10 foot eight armed Mr. Mime just like peering around a building <sighs> at you. Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't want to see that. I. The scary thing is somebody could draw that and I would be 
<laughs> Wait, no, don't don't do that. Never. Please, please draw it and send it to us. No, don't encourage them. I, I don't want, want this. I want it to give to Jake. I'm already tearing up. Don't do it. I don't need to see a demon eight-armed, ten-armed, whatever. I don't want you to see any, Mr. Vibe. Oh, I love it. I love it. it. My heart rate's up. I'm not ready for this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm at like 117 heart rate right now. <laughs> it's actually like hurting you. I'm not ready for Mr. Vibe. Eight-armed Mr. Mime. No. Ten foot. Let's just move to the next species. All right. The final species we are covering today is the Bith. Not the Sith. Mm. Not the Beth. The Bith. Watch out for those Beths. They'll get you. They coming. They coming. They be ruining lives. They just shoving people out of the way. Tearing down walls. I need to use my expired coupon! <laughs> Yo, episode three, Revenge of the Bith. <laughs> I hope that's becoming. I can't wait to hear all that jizz band. <laughs> oh, man. Listen, that's their band. That's the type of music. I ain't crazy. It doesn't need to be censored. It's called the jizz band. Okay, but the actual name of that band in the Moss Eisley Cantina, so if you don't know, the Bith are the music players in the Moss Eisley Cantina in episode four. Those are Bith. Uh, and their band name is Figrin Anne and the Modal Nodes. That's such a, like a name that I'll never remember. <laughs> it's... It's a good one, though. Yeah, I've heard it twice now. I still don't remember most of that other than nodes. <laughs> I mean, you don't remember Figrin to Anne? Can't say I do, but that's also because I'm really bad with remembering names. Never forget Figrin to Anne. <laughs> that's going to be on, like, the building with Mr. Mime. <laughs> <laughs> Never, Never forget, forget Figrin to Anne. <laughs> and that's when Mr. Mime's peeking around that corner. Yes! <laughs> So the Bith are a species from the planet Clockdoor 7. Clockdoor? Clackdoor 7. Sounds strange regardless. Yeah, I don't don't know. Uh, The Bith have pale skin, large heads and eyes, and long fingers. Their mouths are hidden within three folds of moist skin. <laughs> three folds of moist skin! <laughs> that's just, that's uncomfortable as a description. And it has to be the name of the title of this episode. Yo, uh, Mr. Mime needs a bith mouth. Oh! <laughs> No! <laughs> I don't need three folds of moist skin. <laughs> May God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> He's got those eight arms to grab you so he can give you a big kiss. <laughs> I'm upset! <laughs> I don't want it! I don't need it! <laughs> oh, man. 
The nightmares have begun. It's just evolving. The end times. There's a, this picture that just keeps getting more horror on it for me. Uh, uh. Oh, man. I think he needs to be able to, like, shoot Jawas out of his body, too. That would just be weird. <laughs> Eat these pale, bald rodents. Die. Shoots them from his hands. Oh. Oh, teeny. <laughs> just, oh, teeny. Oh, my gosh. Oh, okay. Uh, so the Biff, uh, they also have ears, if you didn't know. I didn't. I, I, I can only imagine they're three folds of well, moist flesh. They also have ears that are capable of hearing frequencies far beyond those that most species can perceive. Uh, in some cases, Bith have been known to hear high-powered communication broadcast signals without using artificial equipment. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and due to their highly tuned audio senses, Bith are often sought after as musicians across the galaxy, explaining why most Bith you see are musicians. It's pretty cool. Uh, they do also have great reputations as starship mechanics and scientists, though. Yeah, they have the such big brain. They there really do. There's been no way that they could be in like a same test as like a human. <laughs> No, they couldn't because uh, they're able to store large amounts of information in a very short period of time and retain that information in an undamaged binary state for short periods of time. They are computers! <laughs> this isn't fair! <laughs> Yo, so this giant Mr. Mime knows exactly what your face is. No! <laughs> I don't want it to know what I look like. It's storing it in binary state. No, I don't want to be zero zero ones in its brain. Oh, but you are. It will no. find you. You stay away. <laughs> I don't want no demon in my life. I repent. Well, uh, this uh, Mr. Mimebith is also a Sith. What? There's yeah. no way they could be Siths. Oh, but they can because... Uh, if you've ever heard of Darth Plagueis the Wise... Ah, uh, yes, it's not a story a Jedi would tell. Yeah. Uh, his master was Darth Tenebros, who was a Bith. What? <laughs> Imagine how unthreatening that, <laughs> that Bith had. Well, to be fair, they are a little bit threatening, but also disgusting. Being a Sith, you don't look pretty. <laughs> oh, yeah, so he probably, like... Looks even worse since he's like a Sith. super weirdly veiny <laughs> oh. <laughs> and like pale, like uh. <laughs> and then he shoots lightning from his threefold mouth. <laughs> <laughs> There's a new title <laughs> lightning from three folds of moist skin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The power! It's unlimited power! Oh, unlimited moistness. Oh. <laughs> There's a new title. <laughs> Nasty. Oh, gross. Oh, well, I suppose that makes it. So we're done. We've, we've caught up with our kind of roundabout episode. Uh, 
even though we uh, lost a bit of it. I think this episode turned out a little bit better. Not going to lie. Yeah, I uh, I think it was a little more fun, a little more uh, concise. I yes, would say. We, we were not dancing around. Uh, so let us know what you think about this type of episode. Granted, we don't want to lose our episodes. No, <laughs> no, not at all. We, we work hard for it. But if you still kind of liked it, let us know. Maybe maybe we got to focus on being more concise, maybe being a little bit more prepared. So we both kind of know what's going on so we can bounce off each other. Let us know yeah. what you think in the comments on Discord. If you want to get to our Discord, go to twitch.tv slash grim underscore progress. That's with two M's. Type in exclamation mark Discord and you can click that link and go into pour some lore. Or just send us an email at pour some lore at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on all the socials across the board. Pour some lore anywhere you can find us. We're pretty and, much all over the board. Uh, if you want to have a say, take part in who wants to be a Lorianaire this month, uh, we're going to have a link up on our socials where you can submit any sort of questions you may want to be part of the episode, and we'll pick and choose some. This month is Star Wars, so do keep them around Star Wars theme. But uh, in the future, maybe we'll do the same if you all have enough input and you kind of like what we're doing. Uh, we'll keep it that way. Uh, we're going to try something a little bit different this month. Uh, so we'll see what y'all think. So let's uh, see y'all participation. We'd really appreciate it. Make sure to send it to a friend. Another Lauren. Gather them all. We, we need it and we appreciate it. Have a wonderful week. Till next week. It's been Jake. And PJ, and we will see you next time. Bye! Bye-bye. You gotta stop. <laughs> <laughs>Our music was made by my cousins Trevor and Cameron Bartlett. You can find them on Instagram at Trevor Andrew Bartlett and at Cameron Tyler Bartlett. You should also check out their band at We Are Author.